Hello. Hello, Anna Bobana. Hello, Lori Hardis. Hello. Hey, Claire. Hello. Hello, Claudice. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Lecter. <laughs> Hungry? Hungry. Would you like a candy? <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket. It rubs lotions on its skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> I think that was the first psychological thriller I had ever seen. It disturbed me so badly. I, I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Did yeah. you like it the second time you watched it? Second time I watched it probably was an accident. It took years for me to be okay to watch it again, I guess. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that you said, I didn't like it the first time I watched it. It's like, if I don't like it, I don't watch it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't. I think after a while when people like just say, hey, this is good acting and, you know, blah, 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 watch this part. And then people start quoting it and then you start liking it. And then it gets old enough where it's not scary anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was the first movie like that to win an Oscar. Like it was the first scary kind of horror it was really good. I mean, it was just a really, yeah. really well made, everything you just said, acting and directing and all that stuff was really good. And it, and it, yeah. So I'm glad you came around to it because it's, I saw, I remember seeing it like, I think I was living in Southern California and there was this place where it was like, um, when it was daytime, it was like this thriving outdoor market thing. And there was a movie theater there, but when it was nighttime, it was deserted. So my friend and I went in to watch the movie in daylight and we came out in the pitch black and like nobody there. <laughs> and we're like, oh God, oh God, run, run to the car, run. <laughs> An abduction van, run. <laughs> Don't help anybody put a couch in a van, just go. <laughs> you remember the ring? Yeah, totally creepy movies. I watched it with Mark and my friend Kat. Mark was like sitting in the middle of us. <laughs> One side of him, it was Kat hands over her face and then looking <laughs> over at me, hands over my forehead, like, I can't take this. I can't take this. Kat lived alone and it was nighttime, so she had to walk across her duckyard. Oh. After, oh. <laughs> Why do we do that to ourselves? Why I don't that, know. Why is that entertainment? Because it is. Laura, <laughs> <laughs> right. you, you can't even handle, like, scary, can no, you? No, Because oh, no. I live alone. <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> I can't even do it with people around me. I don't know. Well, welcome to Listen and Learn or Not. I am Anna D. I am home. Life coach Lori is in the studio. She has a book called... Did not see that coming. And a podcast called... Enough. This week you speak to everyone about shooting themselves. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Bad form. <laughs> and to be clear, we mean S-H-O-U-L-D. Just to be clear. So when you want to shoot okay. on someone, ask yourself, what is this about? And second of all, we should on people rather than listen to them long enough to recognize they're probably already going to do that thing we think they should do, but we assume and we jump in a little too soon. I know I've been guilty. Jump in and say, oh, blah, blah, blah. And they go, no, that's not where I was going at all. So on the other side of should, we don't want to let people should on us. We don't want to should on ourselves, but we don't want to should on others because what we think someone else should do may not really be the right thing for them. You remember when you were playing that for your co-host, AJ, and yeah. he was laughing so freaking hard because he kept on thinking everyone thinks that you're saying sh yourselves. No and, shooting. Uh, do, you, do you believe too many people chronically should themselves? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> the other day, I think I should myself. <laughs> oh, but we can definitely learn from that. Well, it occurred to me the other day because one of my friends was telling me a story about how they had told their daughter not to get into debt going to school. That was like 10 years ago. And the daughter never went to college and always wanted to. And now she felt like she had a job and couldn't really do that. My friend was like, I don't know why I thought that was so important. And it's like, sometimes we don't realize how our input to somebody, how important they take it, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, we know what we think is good, but that doesn't mean it's good for other people. Right. It's hard to know, though. That's the problem with, you know, I mean, there's two kinds of advice, right? There's the advice you seek out, and then there's the advice that's voiced upon you, whether you like it or not. But that doesn't that doesn't make either one good or bad. I mean, she could have encountered someone who said, whatever you do, don't ever go to college if you can't take on the debt. Or she could have gone and asked somebody, should I do this right now? And they might have given her the same advice. It's hard yeah. to know, you know, is it, is it unsolicited advice you have to watch for or solicited? Or, you know, it you, you get people you trust, but like you say, in enough, at some point in there, you know, even the people that you love the most, you're going to should them based on your own experience and you don't mean any harm. It's not until you get some perspective that you look back and go, oh, maybe that wasn't the right choice, you know? Right. It's It's always well-meaning. But here's the thing. I have a mission. Do you want to hear my mission? Yes. I want to change the world because I want to teach people to listen because if we listen and we really pay attention and we really hear someone's heart... We're going to give better advice. You know, mm. if, the, if you're just going to college because it's the thing to do, then no. But if that's what your heart is and you have this thing you want to do and be, we don't bother to get to the root of that. And we give you bad advice because we think we know what you want. Right. And so we are not good listeners. I'm not a good listener. You know, I have to work hard at it. But my big goal next year is to teach people how to be better listeners and to be okay with silence, which in the radio business is not cool. But <laughs> right. yeah, I, I do have a question uh, for you, Lori, about that, because like when it comes to I- I'll say listening, like you said, when someone like let's say a teen that teen's like i don't know i don't i don't know if i really want to go to college because you know tiktok uh, uh, right. makes better money you can make millions you know things like that yeah. and then i found out a friend of mine had to talk his daughter into going to college she was just so she just absolutely didn't want to do it thought whatever was equivalent to tiktok back 10 years ago she just thought i can make more money doing this found out later on in life now she's a little bit of an older young adult and now she's realizing, dad, thank goodness you told me that I should go to college because they would have eaten me alive back when I was 18 if I would have chosen the path that I thought I was going to. Is there a maturity level to consider when listening, I wonder? Okay, here's that's such a good point, Anna, and I'm so glad you brought it up because when somebody, for instance, our kid says, like my kid told me when he was a junior before pot was legal here, he goes, yeah, I think I'm going to start a pot farm. (laughs) I'm like, I think not. I knew if I said that, I would shut down all conversation. So I said, wow, you really want to have a pot farm, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, what is it about having a pot farm? So he's telling me all of his dreams and aspirations. Well, the reason was is he really liked growing 
And he liked that whole process of soil and agriculture. And so when I was willing to really dig deep and see what it was, it was like, oh, well, do you know that there's some other ways and you could actually go to college to learn more about this? So it's like it's letting them speak because once they've spoke it all out, you're going to see that it's not just TikTok or pot. That's right. that's the tippy top of the Christmas tree there. Getting to the bottom of it, then you're able to help them even more because you're able to say, you know, I see that and here's where you could learn more about that. Oh, that's really, that's so good. But it's hard because we, especially if it's our own family or children, we get defensive and we want them to be okay. We want them to have a career that they can count on. So we go into our fears rather than listening really well to see what they're saying. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. That's hard, though, to get past that knee-jerk reaction of, no, you'll you'll go to jail. It's illegal. You know, I know. Prior, you know, all that stuff. Right. And just take that breath and that moment to listen to, okay, what is it about that they that they really want to do? It can't just be sit around and get stoned all day because pot farming's hard work. Right. So it must be it must be something about the farming that's attractive to them. Right. That's hard, though. It, it, it may not be a parent. It may have to be someone who's not related who has that conversation with them, you know, but but good for yeah. you for your ability to do it. Well, believe me, I went there. I'm like, oh, yeah, great. He mm-hmm. wants his own pot, you know, his own endless supply. But yeah. because I was learning to be a coach, I stepped back and I thought, huh, let's see where this goes. <laughs> and right. I, I'm grateful for that. And he is not growing pot right now. And if he was, it would be legal. <laughs> right. right. But he is a landscaper. <laughs> but he's a landscaper. I was going to ask, so he really did become a landscaper. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. And along the way, he probably learned how to grow pot. But oh, that, I'm sure. <laughs> but that was just like a side effect of it, right? I mean, really, he actually picked up a... Yeah, God, that's, that is wonderful. That's and that great. was while you were training to be a coach. So you kind of already had the idea of some of these skills. Right. But it's interesting having the long look now that you were able to do that. Yeah, and that's yeah. why it's my passion, because I feel like we just shut people down, and we don't mean to. The naysayers aren't because they're horrible, mean, evil people. They're people who love us that are going, holy crap. You can't do that with your life rather than just digging deeper, you know, and and putting your concerns kind of aside for a bit on the back shelf so that you can really listen. And it's hard because you get defensive. And I'm not going to lie. I got Mm -hmm. defensive, but I was able to go, okay, I'm going to keep pushing that back and I'm going to hear and listen. Right. Wow, you're you're teaching me a lot right now because I know my kids have complained if I'm like, oh, no, 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 you, you should do it this way, this way, this way. And I have been told, mom, you're not listening. <laughs> you're not listening to me. And I'm like, no, you don't have to explain. I, I need to do better. <laughs> but don't should do on better. yourself, Anna. <laughs> I should. Uh, oh, whoops. <laughs> I am you sure. the S word. You're right. I am sure <laughs> an opportunity will present itself for you in the near future. <laughs> And I also want to introduce Claire, Hello. who is on vacation right now. Technically, I am, yes. I know, and you, it, you still wanted to be with us. It's weird. I've been home, like, in my house, like, haven't really left very much. I mean, that's not true. I've been doing errands and stuff. It's hard to, um, well, hard for me to shift to vacation mode. It's, it's probably because I haven't really taken one in a very, 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 very long time. The last couple of times I've had 
time off was for like to go somewhere quick, you know, oh, I have, I have three days off. I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to go see this person. And I'm going to do this, do that. This is the first time that I had a, a went into a break without anywhere that I had to be. And it took me a couple days to, I mean, believe me, I turned my alarm off first thing. I wasn't getting up <laughs> at 4 a.m. For, for nothing. And yet I woke up at 4 a.m., you know, and oh. then again at 5 and then again at 6. And I'm like, well, this sucks. <laughs> right. And then learning how to stay up later and sleep a little bit later and learning how to just read or do crossword puzzles or whatever for more than like, believe me, I'm plenty good at lying around on a Sunday and watching football all day. But <laughs> yeah. to have like a whole week of nothing particularly pressing to do or place to be was it took a few days to wind into it. You got to you got to practice learning how to relax. And that's that's tricky. <laughs> I was wondering um, like, if when you woke up, if you like had that little heart attack of I overslept. Yes, always, every time, Hate it. yeah. But only, but only for like a day or two, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. No, I definitely, definitely get that little heart attack. The thing is, you know, animals don't care that <laughs> you're on vacation. They, they, still want, they still want what they want on their schedule, right? And Sharon, my wife, so for like, you know, since COVID, really, since like February, she's been home. She has been, you know, working from home, you know, a, a collection of, of freelance work, all of it online based. Then she has classes she takes, you know, like a Bible study she attends and a group of, uh, um, I guess, I guess I'd call it a coffee clatch of artists that they literally all Zoom together and sit in their studios and just screw around on their easels independently of one another. But they're sitting on Zoom, so they're all like visiting while they're doing it. And it's like she never left the house and yet she's way busier than me. <laughs> There's like this whole series. Like I never see her. I know she's in here somewhere. She's down in her <laughs> studio talking to strangers, you know, and it's kind of it's nice. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's what you've been doing all this time that I haven't been home. So that's been kind of it. And I'm trying to stay out of her way and let her keep her routine as well. I bump into her over the coffee pot or, you know, at the snack jar, whatever. <laughs> We have cooler talk. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have yeah. water cooler talk. Yeah. Oh my God, you won't believe what so and so said. <laughs> Only in our case, it's about dogs and cats. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. Claws are like so sharp. Oh my God. You know? um, oh my God. Sharon. Oh my God. Yeah. Look at his butt. Shaped <laughs> like a star. Oh my God. <laughs> I heard somebody saying that gossip is way down because we're not at work. We can't gossip. And when we're all on Zoom together, of course we can't. And, uh, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine someone gossiping during a Zoom call? <laughs> You're talking Actually, about me. You can open up a private chat channel and gossip during Zoom. Oh. <laughs> oh. Or, oh, or so I'm told. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my. Is it like the, the chat that you kind of type yeah. in and you just do it privately, not in public? Yes. I'd be too afraid to accidentally do the public one. I oh. would too. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't want to do it. I just, I just know that it exists that you can do it. I, in fact, it's funny the reason I know it because, um, not because of any kind of private stuff, but when we did the uh, St. Jude Radiothon last week at ninety-eight nine the Bull, and by the way, we broke our goal of last year. We managed not us, you, the people listening, <laughs> in in the Great Northwest, raised two hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars for St. Jude and our two-day radiothon, which is just phenomenal. Oh, in this, that is amazing. In this economy. Can you imagine? I mean, people are so generous. It is mind-boggling to me. It shouldn't be. Every year it happens, but every year it, it amazes me um, how oh. people open their hearts with their wallets and do that. But we had to do the whole thing virtually. Usually there's a giant team of St. Jude volunteers running around the building, and they all had to be in different places. At one point, I think it was like 6 a.m. one of those days, 
there was like maybe five or six of us kind of maintaining this Zoom call while we were running the radiothon. And I got a private message from uh, my boss actually just saying, oh, good morning. How are you? And I realized it was private. And I'm like, oh, wow. We can <laughs> secretly chat about other people. That's cool. So I learned it from my boss. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really funny. cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, 200 but, and um, almost 300,000. Is that? Yeah. So 262 uh, this year. Yeah. We had, uh, wow. we, the goal was just to beat our goal from last year, which was 261. And we did it by $1,000, which is, again, just amazing in this economy that people yeah. could do that. Not only that, but I believe, in fact, I know St. Jude lowered the um, partnership and hope by a dollar. So then you have to consider how many people pledged. There had to have been more people that pledged if the pledge was less. It wasn't that right. much less, but it was enough less that it would add up, you know. Per, per human, it's not that much less, but over the course of thousands of people, it's less. And so that just speaks so highly of every time I, I get on Facebook and I feel down about humanity, <laughs> and, and <laughs> yeah. things like this yeah. happen and I get back up about humanity. <laughs> that would do it. Especially do it. during a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, with so much on people's minds and so many so many places that need our help. That's the other thing. So many, I mean, the work that St. Jude does, but just locally their impact, hearing the stories and speaking even offline as well as on the radio with local parents and, and a couple of kids who have benefited from that knowledge right here. That need never goes away. But then, you know, I open the news and there are food banks. I mean, the food banks have lines and lines and lines around them and, and still not enough to go around. And volunteers of the wazoo but not enough food for them to get out it's heartbreaking how much need there is and at the same time it's fortifying how much generosity there is and the trick is to match the need with the people who are passionate about that particular cause and that's hard one of my other jobs yeah. is public mm -hmm. affairs and every mm -hmm. charity that's had to pivot do their fundraiser different every single one i've talked with they always say people are so generous yeah. And for us, I'm interviewing people in the Northwest, even though they're national organizations. That just touches my heart to think that people are so generous. Yeah. We did, um, a couple of years ago, before Fitz came to the Bull, we, there was another radio station group that I was with, and we did a food drive right around this time of year. It was right, I think it culminated around, right between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It was kind of thing where we just stood outside a grocery store. I think we partnered with Grocery Outlet, and we, we stood outside them, and we just asked people, hey, if you're going in, if you wouldn't mind buying an extra canned good and dropping it in on your way out. And people would come out with entire shopping carts. Like this, I remember the first time mm. it happened, this lady came out, she had a shopping cart and she had a like a little plastic bag. And I just assumed she was going to hand us the plastic bag and walk away with her cart. And it was the opposite. <gasps> she rolled us the cart and walked And we're like, uh, wait, did, didn't, what about the, and she's like, no, no, that's all for you. And we were a brand new radio station. She didn't really even know who we were at that point, but we'd obviously stated our case for that. Obviously it was Northwest Harvest. She knew the name of the food bank that it was going to. And we looked legit enough and that happened over and over in every community i mean we were wow. bothell and renton and tacoma and probably 10 different grocery outlets over the course of a week and that story happened over and over and over um Jeez. and it's really is like i said it's partly mind-blowing and then it's partly like well of course people are great <laughs> you know it's just it's hard to believe people are great when you read and, and the irony is when I, every yeah. time i say i read facebook i'm talking about what are supposed to be my friends <laughs> right, right. It's the other thing right. you get really angry on social media and you're like, but I invited these people into my life. <laughs> Why <laughs> right. did that happen? Yeah. Do you guys find, uh, have you have you had to unfriend people in the last couple of months? 
I've not unfriended anyone, but I have hidden or unfollowed or snoozed a lot of people in order to preserve those relationships for what I still choose to believe are really good people, but are just um, guided by a set of facts that I can't can't get behind. Some of them I'm related to, and I don't want to ruin those relationships. So no, I wouldn't. I would never unfriend somebody unless I actually didn't, unless I friended them and didn't realize who they were. But no, have you? Have you actually unfriended someone? Um, yes, I did. Uh, it was, it was someone at church. Um, so she friends me like, I don't know, maybe two months ago. And I thought, oh, okay, why not? Then it was just, you know, everyone can be political and I'm fine with that. In fact, I'm, I'm friends with people that are totally opposite of me politically. And I like their posts and everything. I, I, I engage with them no matter what. And I'm related to some. But um, this particular person just seemed to put out lots of messages that are very hateful at the very least tone deaf and then i was like god i i want to unfriend her and i don't know how after the elections she deactivates yeah. her account so i was like cool i'll just unfriend her usually she'd never know do. whether you did it or not <laughs> right 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 so that was my that was my out <laughs> that's good good yeah i've been yeah. i've been thinking a lot about humor lately because humor is my kind of my main form of communication right yeah and well, it's sarcasm, I guess. But in this case, it's it's kind of the same thing because I look at, you know, like there's this, um one of my favorite satirical sites that I subscribe to is called The Onion. It, oh, I love The sat- Onion. <laughs> it is. It's satire and it's funny and it, and it can be a little biting, but I've always thought of it as harmless. I have friends who subscribe to other things that are similar, but they have a very obvious political skew. And... I can't seem to be able to find the words to explain to these people why one thing is funny and the other thing is just mean. And it's really hard to like put into words, you know, you just, it's like, you know, it when you see it. And I just, I'm having a hard time with people who think that saying really nasty things about somebody under the guise of satire is still nasty. It's satire, yes, but it's still mean and I don't want any part of it. And people will say it's, oh, it's your liberal bias. The other thing is, is just as bad. And I'm like, no, it's not. And the fact that you can't see the difference makes me not want to be your friend. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, right. it's hard to make that leap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Lori, you, you pointed out uh, a few weeks ago, um, someone we all know who is now working at a uh, station over in Iowa. And so this person was made fun of by another radio station from a totally different market. This guy was making fun of her to a point where he even said the words, let's make her have a mental breakdown. Uh-huh. Let's, the guy gets fired eventually. Oh, he and, does? Yeah, he got fired. Oh. Um, he and, did get fired. Yeah. And just like one real quick to add to that. Yeah. He had wanted that job and didn't get it. And so his anger was aimed at her. He didn't know her at all. I don't think he ever met her. His anger was only aimed at her because she got a job that he didn't get. Yeah. He, so yeah. And it was hard so to sorry, listen to. I felt like I wanted to hear because of th- the way she posted it was a way about being bullied, that adult bully. So I tried to listen and my 29-year-old son was at the house. He was just blown away. I had to, yeah. I had to turn it off. I couldn't even listen. It was so just mean. It was horrible. So fast forward to, I guess, last week, the guy is on Twitter and he's like, you know, people just don't know humor. Humor is all about poking fun at people. It was just a joke. You're making a joke about trying to give somebody a mental breakdown by trying to body shame them, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it's just comedy. No, not when your intention is really heinous like that. Yes. 
It is. Yeah. And that it, 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 it's so hard for people to see the difference. And he know, believe me, that kid knows he a hundred percent knows what he did. He's just trying to get out in public. And, 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 and then when you add the layer of being able to like, okay, in this case, it was different because this was straight on bullying because she's a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And women, <laughs> so let's say you are, for my example, gay, right? Or if you're black, you have a long history of self-deprecating humor, right? You know so much about the way that you have been treated over the last thousand years that you have a, a humor all your own that belongs to you. And sometimes language that you're allowed to use that other people aren't allowed to use, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 there's nothing that that guy did that he talked about her or the body shaming or the woman shaming or the bullying or any of that. There was nothing in there to hide behind. There was nothing that he could say that was self-deprecating humor or any kind of humor. It was just straight up mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's lucky and he's lucky that no physical harm came to her because, yes. wow. Exactly, because he kind of challenged people. He did. He, did. he got his, his acolytes to find her. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and she handled very it. Very lucky that didn't happen. Yeah. And she handled it he very was. graciously. I, I have to say yeah. kudos to her. She could have, uh, there's so many ways she could have responded. And yeah. 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 He, he was telling people pretty much to attack her. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. And it doesn't matter if it's words. Words, words do harm. Oh, yeah. Right. <clears throat> and social media doesn't end. I mean, he's going to have to, he or she or his former employers or whoever are going to have to scrub really hard because a month or two months from now, somebody can still find remnants of this and decide to go after her, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's scary, too. And and as well as annoying, she's going to have to be probably fighting this battle for a while until it until it's scrubbed. Right. The downside of viral, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad she got work, though. I mean, it's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry she had to go through all of that. But it's a tough yeah. time right now in the in the radio world. And you're always happy to hear when people get jobs, you know? And, and you kind of, had he not been such a dick, I guess you can bleep that out, Anna. It's <laughs> yeah. not a word we can use on our podcast. You know I like um, those sound effects. <laughs> right. Um, if he hadn't been such one, I would have felt bad for him, you know, that there was a job he wanted and he didn't get it. But, I mean, now he'll never work again. At least I hope not. I hope he never works again. I hope no one's stupid enough to hire him. I understand the guy tried to apologize publicly, but then he went on Twitter and he wasn't remorseful at all. He said those things like, well, you guys just don't know what funny is and stuff like that. Is that really being remorseful? Are you really sorry? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think some of these guys look at like, kind of the older school version of like Howard Stern and they right. think this, this is funny fun and this is how you do it or who's that guy Tom Likas used to say stuff uh-huh. that I thought was borderline dangerous as well but that was kind of before me too so nobody paid attention it's something that's just tired now that's a, that is style tired. is tired and on. one no. of her points was kids listen to that radio station what yes. and they looked up to you know we all know we looked up to DJs growing up right and so right. they're looking up to this DJ who's saying you know let's give her a nervous breakdown right those were the yeah. words he said yeah. There's no room in this universe for that to be okay. No, bullying is not okay. And I think we focus it so much on kids. But when you look at sexual harassment, that's a form of bullying. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And so, you know, I think her point was so good is like kids are looking up to these people and they're blatantly thinking, I don't think he seriously, there's no way he could think that that was really funny. And if he was trying to do a Howard Stern or what he thought he was doing, but it's like, let's teach kids that we treat people. Somebody got our job, then good. More power to them. They're better than us or whatever. Right. 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 I'm even thinking, thank goodness that guy didn't get a right. platform. Ugh. I hate yeah. to say that kind of stuff. And, and this is a small business, this radio business. It is. But, very, you know, very her, small. I don't wish for anybody that I love to listen to that stuff. Right. It was mortifying. Yeah. Well, one yeah. thing before we have to go, I wanted to, uh, you guys had mentioned about the vaccine. And I wanted oh, yeah. a chance for us to talk about that. Yes. Yeah. Well, you guys know... Yesterday there was a, a record high. I mean, we keep on we keep on having record highs. Yesterday we had over three thousand American deaths in a single day. That was more than D Day. That was more than nine eleven, both of which mm-hmm. were under three thousand deaths in, in those single days. And right now, as we speak, the experts are deciding whether or not to okay the Pfizer vaccine. Right. Yep. So my question to you guys is if if let's say today they said hey you guys could start taking this vaccine would you take it today? Nope. I wouldn't either. Really? <laughs> what? Would um, would you Anna? Would you run out and get it? No. <laughs> After all. <laughs> oh god, that's three of us. But but here here's the thing. I'm struggling. Actually, I'm struggling with that. Um, if if the flu vaccine, you know, you know, they put in the little doses of virus or yes. the, of the virus that it's fighting and protecting you from, then if they're going to put COVID in me, right? I'm not really sure if I like that idea. Yeah, if that's the Actually, case. I don't really and, know what's in it, but and my reason is 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 the same, but the exact opposite. Oh, and I really? want to prep- so I say want to preface this by saying I am not a doctor, okay? <laughs> but but you play one I, on TV. <laughs> but I play one on TV, and I have I have spoken to several. You um, have? Yes. Here, this is my opinion. Blah blah blah. Opinion. 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 This is not a standard vaccine where they went and they they got the actual virus and they spun it around and then they figured out how to fight it. This is an mRNA vaccine. They're actually getting in your genetics a little bit. And Mm. something about that freaks me out. I'm sure it's fine because all of these experts in all of the world wouldn't develop it in this fashion if it weren't a completely safe and sane way to do things. And yet there's some little part of me that's like, that doesn't seem right. I'm going to wait another six months until they develop a different kind of vaccine. And that's the one I'll get. That that's the The same with me, Claire. I, uh, a doctor that I highly respect has come out and said, like you say, they can. It, it has to do with your DNA and that they can actually, with what's in there, they could track you and they can also highlight you to see if you've actually had the vaccine. And if you haven't, you can't get on an airplane. You know, it's not just, oh, yes, I have or no, I haven't. They can actually scan you. So if there's something scannable in there, that makes me nervous. You know, I don't want to be a conspiracy person. I'm not like that. It's new technology and we're not used to it. And I am I am in yeah. the vulnerable group right now, but I am not afraid. Yeah. 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 I'm uh, same thing. I'm I'm not in a vulnerable group. At least not that I know of. That's the problem with COVID. There's the underlying condition. You could be in a vulnerable group and not know that you're in a vulnerable group. That's true. Um, right. But like you guys, I'm 
I'm staying home as much as possible. I've completely changed my lifestyle in terms of how we interact with people. And of course, I obsessively hand wash and, and wear masks and stuff like that. But, you know, I just for myself, since I'm an ad- I don't have kids, I'm the only adult that I'm responsible for other than my wife. And she's responsible for herself as well. I would just wait. I'm going to wait and see how the reactions are to it, how people do with it in the next couple of months and, and then get it myself. Yeah. Unless... Unless our employers force us to get it, but I don't, I don't think they will. I don't think they can, at least they, not yet. Yeah, they said they um, wouldn't unless yeah. it comes down from a higher level. Right, which I, I don't necessarily see happening in our company, but I could see other companies it going that way, mm-hmm. you know. That's yeah. tricky. Yeah. But I, you know, I I applaud the U.S. Um, no, the FDA for for taking their time with it. You know, there's a lot of pressure now that England is like, oh, everybody line up, we're we're doing it, and you know, Russia's got something they're injecting into people, and you know, I could see there be a lot of pressure for the uh, FDA to to get this thing done, and and I admire them for taking the slow road a little bit on it just to make sure. And the other thing for me is, I still think as Americans, we should 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 it's How something dare you should yourself I, I know i'm shitting on myself i want the choice yeah, i don't yeah. want to be forced that more than the virus is what i'm thinking about when i decide whether or not to do it is right is it a choice are, are you guys choosing okay you don't have to answer this if you don't feel comfortable are you choosing to do the your cell phone thing where it tracks the contact yeah, tracing or con- contact, yeah. tracing. Contact, yeah, tracing. contact tracing and I keep on pressing later because I'm like I don't go out and part of me is like what if I do go and take a jog and they think that I was by this person I really wasn't because I always try to go across the street when I see somebody coming up to me or I don't know I I, I feel like I don't want anybody to feel like I I really was at risk when I really wasn't I don't know I feel oh my god Anna I had like word for word the same thing like what if I'm out walking the dogs and somebody comes across the street and they're walking their dogs and I was 30 feet away from them suddenly this thing is going to send me a panic alert like every 15 minutes like you were near someone you know I'm the same way I feel terrible because I feel like you know the only way we're going to get a handle on this thing is contact tracing and yet I don't want to do it right (laughs) and 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 then you know and then they alert to everybody that Annan you know has to to quarantine for two weeks they better not be out you know exactly they're not they're they don't know your name I mean it's all it's all based on some (laughs) some random number that your phone is sign but i agree with you it's the same feeling did you hear about that couple that went on an airplane even though they got tested knowing the results were positive they still went on an airplane they (sighs) caught them and nobody i don't even think anybody knows how they got caught and i was thinking was it because of the contact tracer fairies (laughs) (laughs) you know got a hold of whoever and and busted them I mean, yes, I, I'm glad they got busted. They, you know, should be, and they were being really bad for being on an airplane full of people knowing they had COVID. For for those of us who really don't feel like they'd have a chance to get COVID, I don't know. Maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm just wrong. <laughs> the more I talk, the more I don't know. So here's what I compare it to. We have traffic cameras and we have cameras for businesses. And we like that because we can catch people doing wrong things. And when the whole, all the riots happened and then it was looting, we were so happy for all those cameras. But then there's that other side of 
we can be tracked anywhere because they have facial recognition. So, right, I think that there's two sides and that's why I struggle with all of this. It's like, yay, I'm glad that we have these cameras and we can find out who's doing what or who robbed our house or the ring, who took our package off our porch. And yet, so... Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess so. And, uh, you know, and that's maybe that is one of the reasons why I don't have a ring camera. Because much as I would like to know if something gets stolen, that I have video of the person who stole it, what I don't want is to be going about my day and get a notification from my doorbell that someone was there every five seconds. Because it could be anybody, the Amazon guy, the UPS guy, the mailman, somebody lost their dog, a kid walking across the lawn. There's like a squirrel. There's a million reasons. Or a dog pooping in your yard. Right, Anna? And I don't want to live in fear slash constant annoyance of this thing telling me something. And I think that's the thing with COVID is, look, okay, maybe this is an irresponsible way to to put it. But when I had a few weeks ago, when I had a really bad, sudden sore throat, I went and got tested. And I guess what I'm saying is I'm waiting for symptoms. I don't want to I don't want to get a bing on my phone every 20 minutes that I was in a grocery store with someone who had COVID. If I come home and I don't feel well, I'm going to go get a test. If I get that bing every 10 minutes, I'm not going to get a test every 10 minutes. Right. And this is, again, a personal decision. I just feel like it's too much information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lori, are you still with us? Okay, so so Claire, she just texted us saying that she had to leave and go to Kat's office. Um, oh, okay. So oh. I wonder what that's all about. But oh. um, folks, um, Lori had to step out. So I think Claire and I will just sign off together. I just think I scared, her. I, scared her, I scared her away with my rant <laughs> about, about COVID. Now I feel bad. Maybe you were shooting yourself. I was shooting. <laughs> you got to stop shooting. I, I got to stop shooting all over the place. It's too hard to clean up. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Wow. All right. Well, if Lori had to go, it's because she's busy and because we ran over time. So, yes, we'll, yes. We'll cease and desist for now. But, oh, um, yes. I love uh, you and thank you for chatting with me. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> and, you know, you know what? We, we usually would do like a lightning round and stuff. But I think instead, what I'm going to do, if it's okay with you, I want to uh-huh. play a fabulous clip of you guys singing Christmas songs using your own lyrics. <laughs> that was fun. Yes, definitely. I love it. I love it. We'll do that after we say goodbye. So thank you listeners for downloading this podcast. You can get it everywhere you get your podcast. Apple, Google, Spotify, Podcast Wine, Starbucks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Big boy restaurants. <laughs> I get everything else at Starbucks. I might as well listen to my podcast there too. (laughs) That's right. Hey, Anna, how many stars should they give us? How about five? Maybe five and a half. And who should they recommend this to? They should recommend this to their mom, their dad. Lori, are you back with us? I'm back. Yeah. What were you? Where were you? Who to pass it along to? Yes. And your great great grandma. But you've got to go show her how to do it. How to listen to a podcast. That's why she has the grandkids. <laughs> and make a TikTok of her listening to it. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. Well, have a great week, everyone. This is Listen and Learn or, or Not. not. <laughs>
<laughs> Sorry wow. I had to abandon you, but I just let it keep recording. I figured you guys would figure it out. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> we just did. Don't worry about the part where we mildly panic. <laughs> just skip right to that part. <laughs> I will get working on the description as soon as I find some Hanukkah candles. Thanks. And, yes. Uh, oh, happy Hanukkah. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. Thank you very much. Happy, happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> happy Hanukkah. <laughs> All right. I'll catch you next week. Okay. All right. Catch you next week, Claire. Bye, Bye Claire. Bye, Anna. <laughs> you guys know what I mean when I say to, uh-oh, uh, the Lord uh, blessed me uh, last night with one. What does that mean when I say the Lord gave me a little blessing? The Lord sent me a message. I choose to believe that it was a brilliant idea and not another baby. That's correct. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> That's correct. The Lord um the Lord delivers bits to me. I mean, I really do give all credit to to God for like delivering me when I uh, like like a bit. And I got a bit and I'm so excited about it and I think uh, now's a good time to kick it off. Um I don't know the words karaoke. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, you've been I doing this bit for years. It. I'm glad you finally put a name on it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. could also ultimately wow. titled Za 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 Za. But today it's different. We can't do that. We can't. I, it, I can't do any Basically, um, Shade has selected our assistant producer in the other room. He selected some instrumentals. Okay. Some instrumentals. And all of us are going to do our best. To sing the song with absolutely no lyrics in front of us at all. Okay. Now there are there there are two rules. Okay. These are the rules. You have to just listen and start singing. You are not allowed to sing about how you don't know the words or uh, okay. that's Dang. that's the okay. easy way Smart out. Smart rule. Okay. Uh-huh. That's the easy way. You actually have to try to sing the right words. So okay, okay. it's not just make up your own song. It's try to get close. You have to do your best. And, and okay. there's a possibility you might not know them at all, but you have to try. And then you listening at home at work and in the car will then decide, you know, who gave it their best effort. You know, you just can't, you know, throw half of your butt into this. You sure. really have to try. Put the whole butt in there. I Put suspect the whole butt. Full Shade butt is, is, will work to trip us up. But in the off chance that we know the song, do we yeah. have to do it to our best? Even if you know, there's a chance that you might. Uh-huh. Uh, for example, Claire, you are Jewish and you uh-huh. celebrate Hanukkah. Yes. These are Christmas songs. Uh-huh. But there's a possibility that you might know, might know some of the Christmas songs. Yeah. So and I if could, that's fine, you could sing it. Gotcha. That's what I wanted to know. Absolutely. I don't, have to, I don't have to make stuff. It's not like the wrong game where I have to do it wrong. No. Like, if I can do it right, I will. And the audience okay. will judge on, on effort, sort of creativity. Uh-huh. Uh, and complete BS in their way through the song. Awesome. Okay. I'm, I'm already nervous because I know I've heard all of these songs yeah. 10,000 times that's in my right. life, and I'm probably not going to know And words. that's why you're going to go first today. Ah. So we'll, we'll do two right now, take a little break, and then uh, we'll do uh, an, another two. And it looks like Shade has selected Drew to go first. Oh, please, I hope you're Do I know the title song? of the song? The title of this is Drew singing, again, for, I don't know the words, karaoke, Here Comes Santa Claus. Song number one. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. World of toys for girls and boys, he's really in the game. <laughs> While the, the Christmas season, making spirits bright. Holly jolly, this is his big special night. Okay. Here comes Santa Claus. 
We're doing, I don't know the words, karaoke, and oh my goodness gracious. Sorry, people. Aunt Claire, you are next. Aunt Claire and I don't know the words, karaoke, will be performing Deck the Halls. Oh, okay. Ah, do your best. All right. Here we go. Deck the halls with oh. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. To old ancient something carol. Fa la 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 la. There's another verse to this song. No, no, no. no. Okay. You already broke so the hard. rule. Okay. You did you wonderful, though. You had All the first right. verse down. On the way, <laughs> on the way, myself and Ryder the Youngin will continue part two of I Don't Know the Words Karaoke. You're about to hear some very, very disturbing radio. And the switch is on to the all-new 98.9 The Bull, number one for new country. It's Fitz in the morning. And if you're just tuning in, uh, Drew and Aunt Claire, Ryder the Young and myself, we're doing I Don't Know the Words karaoke. And Shade, our assistant producer in the other room, has selected some random Christmas songs, and we are doing our best to perform them. Now, in case you missed it, just moments ago, you missed Drew and Aunt Claire performing I Don't Know the Words karaoke. World of toys for girls and boys. He's really in the game. Fall <laughs> the Christmas season, making spirits bright. Fall la 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 to old ancient something carol. Fall la 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 la. And here we are now, Ryder the Young, and you're going to kick off this round today. Okay. Okay. And oh, Shade has selected for you. Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you. Oh, you guys yes. are for it. This is a jam, of course. <laughs> Gotta hit it on the right note. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing that I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own More than you should probably know I don't want a lot for Christmas Cause all I want for Christmas Is you Wow Oh, it's just beginning Don't want a lot for Christmas There's just one thing that I need I don't care about the presents Underneath the Christmas tree I just want you on a plane More than you could know I'm probably insane I don't care a lot for Christmas I don't really care okay. 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 Best though. performance of the day Good luck following that fit I'm sweaty. <laughs> All right. Wondering what he's got for me. I don't know the words karaoke. <laughs> got ran over by a reindeer. It happened to her last Christmas Eve. 
Some people thought that it was Santa. Oh, but you know what? It was her crazy sister, Genevieve. (laughs) She didn't get along with her sister. It happened last year. Some say that her husband was was flirty. I guess he had way too many beers. (laughs) I think she was from Atlanta. She about lost her mind. Hey, darling, come grab some mistletoe and do us. I don't know the words, Carrie. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I probably would have hit her with a reindeer, too. <laughs> this is Fitz in the Morning's BS Club. The Before Six Club.